Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is illustrator Kevin Harden. Enjoy. I'm still. We got this interview together. I think we've been trying to plan it for a while. I was this close to doing the free burger podcast. He, he threatened me on that, and I think that's very, very rude that you were doing a free burger. I had to go through my emojis to find the burger emojis so I could just. <laughs> it send probably that. took you like a couple. It, minutes. it took me because it's all the way on like the fifth or sixth emoji menu, and it's. But he, it's no fun. But thanks for coming to the free pizza podcast. I'm I'm super super stoked about it. Super stoked. So yeah, tell us about what you do now. Well, um, I work at North Carolina ENT right. Technical State University. Shout out Aggies. Um, shout out Aggies. Aggie Pride. That's yeah. the only time you'll ever hear me say Aggie Pride. <laughs> but uh, I work in IT. Um, right. I do classroom support. So it's it's a pretty, it's very busy. Yeah. And uh, it's, I always say it's job security when we're so busy. So oh, yeah, that's very true. But, you know, it's pays the bills and I love doing it. It's so. good. And obviously, we're here for your illustrations. Just, you yes, know, it's cool to hear like you know what people are doing. Other than that, because obviously, it's not your main thing. Yeah, like um, I I joked yeah. when I first started uh, at A and T or first started like whatever job I worked. I said, "Well, I went to school for graphic design and I work right. in sales." So, oh yeah, you know, it's okay. just you know I kind of went on a different path from from a lot of other designers that I went to school with. So it was you know it's a it's a cool. You know, I love what I do, and it's it allows me free time, allows me time, you know, with family, and yeah, for sure, so it's, it's good. That's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, so let's, let's jump back a little bit. I want to kind of get a little background on you. Um, so tell us where you were born and raised. Uh, born and raised in Graham, North Carolina. Okay. Um, about a minute away from where my wife and I live now. Oh, perfect. So it's um, you know, I I went to school in all the Southern Elements County, and so it's. Uh, as far as college, I went to Mount Olive College, uh, okay. which is a small school, yeah. um, about 30 minutes southeast, I think, yeah. of uh, Goldsboro. So, okay, cool. Yeah, and I uh, graduated 2007 okay. with a degree in uh, visual communications. Ooh, and I'm guessing, obviously, that's um, tied into your illustrations, but when did that start? Um, well, from, you know, as long as I can remember, yeah. um, I've had a pencil in one hand, whether it was, or a writing utensil, I'll say that, yeah. crayon, marker, you know, whatever else I could get my hands on when I was young. And I remember, like, going through elementary schools when I first started picking up drawing, and I first started making my dad draw, like, Ninja Turtles when I was, you know, <laughs> when I was, like, second or third grade. Yes. And then I started drawing just, like, cool little maps and things, just random stuff that I could draw that they would give me ribbons for and this is before <laughs> they gave everybody ribbons so i had like the blue and the white and the red ribbons at school right. and it was that's kind of when i first started you know really drawing and really kind of getting into it that's awesome and how old were you uh uh eight or nine, eight or nine. Yes, that was when really i young. first like started like taking it we're not taking it serious because you can't but, really take stuff seriously. well yeah but like it kind of I mean, it started there yeah i mean i first started you know just getting really into it you know i knew that you know, I enjoyed drawing and I enjoyed, 
you know, coming up with a finished product, even though I had no clue what a finished product was at yeah. age eight. But, <laughs> you know, it, it was a cool, you know, it, that's where kind of, you know, art started kind yeah. of, you know, becoming more and more a, a bigger thing in my life. So. That's, oh, that's perfect. So how did your parents react? How did, what, what were they doing in the time that you were kind of getting into this drawing thing, coloring thing? Were they like, oh, okay, I guess he's going to probably pursue this, you know, going forward or how they react? Well, I think it's like the typical family, like you have the one like artsy kid and you have the one kid who loves sports. Right. And that was me all through, you know, probably from age eight to, you know, you know, freshman year in college. Mm -hmm. So my brother loves sports, you know, anything, you know, Hornets, anything, um, Atlanta Braves. Yes. Um, when the Panthers became a thing, anything Carolina Panthers, and uh, you know, I focused on art. You know, right. I didn't really pay attention to a lot of the sports. Kind of knew about them, but you know, I was an artist, and I was a band geek in high school. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like that's, a, that's perfect, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I st I loved you know my my weekends were you know football games were band competitions, right? Um, and you know. Come back home, sleep, church, you know, repeat yeah. it again. So, kind of like your typical kind of high school. Like, yeah, I mean, your life. typical kind of um, you know artsy kid, um, you know, life yeah. in high school. So, I mean, it was that's perfect. Kind of had a typical life. You know, we, you know, that's about Just about all you can thing. hope for 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 school. So, yeah, that's awesome. So. Going through, let's see. I guess it kind of gets more serious in high school, middle school, where you're, obviously you're, you're you're drawing still. Yeah. So, what are you drawing at at these? Are you in art classes in school or what? Yeah. Is going so, on? I didn't. I don't know what I took in middle school. They wouldn't let me take art, and I was so pissed. They wouldn't. Why they? Who do you mean? I uh, just you know when I sign up for classes or whenever they put me in class, I can't remember what they do, but they said, "Well, you're going to take." You know, the the recorder class. Oh. You're going to take this class. And I really wanted to take art because they did, you know, pottery and they did paintings and things like yeah. that. So I really wanted to do it. So when I got to high school was when I had my, like, first, like, art class. And that was, right. you know, I fell in love from there. You know, we would do um, blind gesture drawings. We would do contour drawings. Probably my favorite thing to do, um, and I... I need to get back into it because it was such a cool um, um, experiment with art is um, contour drawings upside down. Oh, yeah? Okay. So that was kind of like the first thing you do in, in at least in when I first started in, in, in art in high school. Where they said, well, you got to draw this up to down, but you got to draw with your opposite hand. Or you got to draw something with your opposite hand. Oh, my gosh. And that sounds so hard. Dude, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was – I never really enjoyed – doing that until like my freshman year of college when they said we're going to do blind contour drawings upside down or we're oh, going to use you your like, opposite hand I was like, like I'm, I've I'm been, super practiced you've been doing that I'm, I'm an expert at it and I realized when I got to college that I was not an expert at anything <laughs> dude it was it was the craziest thing doing this doing that kind of stuff in college was just it was like I just did this four years ago it's like I like, should I should know this I should know this but so what was I mean I'm, this is kind of definitely for me than anyone else but um what is the point of doing the contour drawings is it just kind of get you used Keeps to keep you loose yeah okay okay um you know it's it it's a good practice 
you know, when I when I first have a piece of paper, you know, I'm always I, I have a really loose kind of figure drawing when it comes to it and you know, that's that's just how I approach it. You know, I you know, the the looser you are, even if it's on a small, you know, like four by four sheet of paper, the, mm-hmm. the looser you are, um, you know, the more the more your art flows. Right. Um, the more it kinda gets a a more organic feel instead of drawing just like, you know, here's point A, point B. Right. You get to draw you know, point A to point Z and draw all points in between with, with the contour and you get to, you know, just literally go with the flow and I, you know, I love doing it. So that's cool. So back to high school for a little bit. Cause I, I mean, I, you said that that's when it like really kind of sort of like yeah. in a serious way kicked in. Um, was that like, kind of like your, your moment in your head? Let me like, I want to do this Oh yeah, for a living. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe this, um, and you mentioned that the classes were cool and everything, but what moment really stuck out to you in high school before you went on the journey to college? When we first started doing art history. Okay. So Perfect. I always hate it. Like when people would talk about art history, I was like, this sucks. You know, I got to talk <laughs> yeah. about classical art. I got to talk about, you know, all these, you know, Rembrandts and all these other, you know, classical, classically trained artists. And when we started doing art history, we started learning more about, you know, Van Gogh and, Henri Matisse and Pablo Picasso. Okay. And that's when I first kind of fell in love with, and I kind of understood that, you know, contour drawings, you know, a lot of what these artists were doing were, you know, were similar exercises to, to what we were doing. You know, we're, we're working on the basics. So we work on the basics and we're to get to, you know, to not to that level, yeah. but you know, we're, we're practicing for it. We're getting loose. We're not being really tight with our drawings and, so that's when I kind of first, I think it was, it was probably like second half of my freshman year in, in high school when we first started doing like Pablo Picasso and first started stuff like that. And, and that's when I fell in love with Picasso and yeah, you know, started doing a lot of just really weird, you know, kind of, you know, cubism, you know, it, it, exploring cubism and doing a lot of weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I say weird is like a, <laughs> kind of all encompassing term, but it you know cubism is is probably one of my favorite, um, I guess styles of art. Yeah, so, I mean I just love. Is that you, really just like literally drawing in cubes? No, it's you know the the biggest thing that you know with with Picasso he did you know a lot of figure drawings and it was you know he would do like the profile of someone's face and he would put you know eyes on one side of the face. He would do like the mouth on one side of the face. So gotcha. that, that's kind of how, you know, I kind of approached it with, you know, when it came to, you know, just art, when it came to, you know, different things. And, um, you know, in high school I did a lot of, you know, we, we, of course you experiment a lot with, you know, with different medium. You, you, you do a lot of, a lot of different drawings and a lot of different, uh, mixed media pieces. Yeah. And we did, that was when I first started using, um, Prisma colors. Okay. Um, that was my first exposure to like fancy colored pencils. Okay. <laughs> and like I would, you know, we had our flat files in the, in the, in the classroom and I would just steal away like one or two prisms at a time and like stash them in there. If I was working on a specific piece, yeah. uh, always got in trouble, but Miss <laughs> Perry always let me buy because, you know, like my free period in school, I would always come back to the art room and I would always work on it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that was, you know, I first started getting like super into art when I was in high school and it was, it was a cool, 
it kind of made me the weird person I am today, like the art we did. Yeah. So, you know, we did stuff. I remember we did picture day. Yeah. And we had this this mannequin that we we had, like a still life. And she had this, like, long black, like, you know, this just flat, you know, hair. And so I took the wig. Right. With this cool little Star Wars toboggan that we had. And... <laughs> Uh, wore that in this like picture day thing. Yeah, and you know, posing with your arm off, like just like the hair, just... like the the fist with the <laughs> the fake smile, like kind of like oh hey man. <laughs> but um, that's where I kind of like figured out that you know you shouldn't take yourself too seriously. In Definitely life. not. I mean, you know that, and that was kind of it. Took me a while to figure it out, but you know, like in high school, I didn't really care. Yeah. In college, I don't really care. Right now, I don't really care. Yeah, and it's like, it's weird because there's a degree of caring, but like, I think most of the time, yeah, you should just, 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 you just know, go with the have flow. Fun. And, you know, and more importantly, contour drawing your life. Yeah. You just go with the flow. Do you ever, <laughs> do you ever contour drawing like on your own? I haven't. Okay. In, in forever. Or contour draws at drawing. Contour I need draw. to. Yeah. Partly because, you know, we used to do it on newsprint. You know, like just cheap paper. Yeah. And the only place I can find like cheap newsprint is you could buy like the big packs of Hobby Lobby they wrap stuff in. Oh yeah, you yeah. Can, yeah. You can actually buy those packs, and or you just if you know somebody that works there, which I know a bunch of people that still work there, um, because I used to work there, I would just say, hey, give me, so, you know, yeah. give me a couple of sheets of that newsprint, and I just use it as. No. <laughs> just hey, it's gonna do a bunch of stuff. But <laughs> that's good. That's cool. As long as you're, you know practicing but they well, give it to me and they were gonna throw it away so they're not gonna get in trouble that's right steal it it's trash i just you know it's trash you, so you, you dump your dough for it i repurposed it yes you recycled recycled <laughs> upcycled <laughs> so cool let's jump into the mount olive where your world kind of got well you thought you knew what you were doing but you got there you're like okay i need well to. mount olive is weird because it's a it's a small school and it was it's a small Free Will Baptist College. Mm-hmm. It's now um, achieved university status. Oh, good. So big ups to UMO. Yeah. Woo woo. <laughs> um, but when I went, it was little old MOC. Right. And um, the cool thing with that was, you know, the the thing that drew me to that art program was when I took my portfolio. You know, I've never shown my portfolio to other people aside from like my parents, like my art teacher, the art yeah. classes. And it was really cool because the teacher, you know, the professors there, um, Michael Salter, Cheryl Hooks, and Larry Lean, mm-hmm. um, were really, you know, like they were really into, you know, the fact that I I really did a lot of different, you know, I embraced a lot of different ideas, right, and the you know, um, Salter was, was probably one of the first professors that like poured, you know, a lot of advice into me. Mm-hmm. He was the graphic design and sculpture professor. Um, Larry Lean was, uh, he did photography, okay. illustration, drawing. He did something else. I can't remember. But Cheryl That's Hooks hard. also did like the fine art side where she did painting and, and did drawing as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that was when like my eyes were kind of open, you know, to, dude, I can work until, you know, three in the morning if I want in this lab. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. and, 
because it was a small school, you knew everybody. Yep. You know, everybody in your art program you knew. Um, upperclassmen, you know, all the way to the smallest, you know, little freshman, you knew everybody. Yeah. And everybody had their own, like, little niche in what they did. That's cool. That's perfect. So I did a lot of cut paper. Um, I did um, a lot of really weird drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, they Then we started doing sculpture, and I did a – um, a six foot Swiss Army knife, like with Sit. tool, like tools you could pull out. Yeah. yeah, it was like a legit. It was like you made a big one. And I'm so, and to this day, I I resent the art program there because they threw it away <gasps> over the summer. Why? They didn't tell us we had to get the art like at a specific time. And oh, they threw it away. So you got there letting the next semester or something. Dude, I even had like a little flashlight in it too, and I was really bummed out. What? But they let the girl. Um, we she even made fun of it. It was like a a Chinese dumpster. Mm-hmm. She made this gigantic um Chinese takeout box, and she had like these <laughs> weird pool noodles and balloons in it. It was just weird. That's super but weird. But she got to keep that. I think she threw it away. That's not fair. What, so what? What project was that? What? What? Like? What was the point of that? It was. It was a a project where um, we took you know something small and really enlarged. Big. Just made it big. That's I mean, really cool. Yeah, you know, I took a Swiss Army knife and I made it a little bit bigger. Yeah, six just, foot. Just a little bit. Yeah, it was as tall as me. Six. How long did it take you to do that? Um, a couple of weeks. Golly. But then you know we were working. Yeah, the hardest part. Um, not the hardest part, but the fun part was gathering all the um, cardboard. Yeah. So, I mean, you would go to like Lowe's and you'd say, hey, do you have any you know, spare boxes? Yeah. And uh, Lowe's and Michael's in Goldsboro supplied, you know, most of most everything of we stuff. needed in our art program. Yeah. So, um, you know, there were a lot of, you know, cut fingertips and a lot of, um, stab wounds from <laughs> just doing crazy stuff with with cardboard in school. Yeah. Um, and so I started kind of working with sculpture. Um, I did these recreations of like a um a vectorized picture we did. Like I took the the resolution super low, mm-hmm. bumped up the contrast, and kind of had this weird relief drawing. Um, I created it out of. You know the the foam you get to put in walls to insulate it. Yeah, the big styrofoam pieces. I made just these huge faces, <laughs> put them in the bathrooms at school, <laughs> um, and they were. I think they're still in the bathrooms. They're still there. I think so. I don't dude, really that's know. cool. I kind of like the feather in my cap was, dude. I got a permanent installation at, at Mount Olive College. Kevin Harden, go check this out. You see my face? It's watching you when you pee. It's like right there. <laughs> but dude, it was it was. Some of that stuff we did was weird. Yeah. But yeah, the the fact that we I had professors that said, you know, be weird. You yeah. Know, do do different things. Experiment with your art. You know, just you know, and a lot of that was um, was Larry Leem just saying because he has some some really cool, interesting pieces he does, and he does mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of weird sculptures and drawings that are just so cool looking. They're just so and um, Michael Salter did a lot of. A lot of pushing. That was kind of where, you know, a lot of the projects we did led to a lot of the design stuff that I had. You know, I, I created a business with when it came to, you know, kind of this brand creation, yeah, um, project that we did and kind of 
launched it from there, which was, and he, he did, he does a lot of really cool, uh, I think he's in, he tried to recruit me to go to grad school in Oregon. In Oregon? In Oregon. What was your response to that? I really wanted to, but I was working as a manager at Best Buy. I remember that. Yep. And yeah, you got, got a work, job there. I worked there for like yeah, three yeah. seconds. And yeah. then, well, side, this is a little side, little side story. <laughs> I worked there for a little while. <laughs> and then Mr. Jacob, our recording engineer, free pizza extraordinaire, got me a job at my current place of employment. So I was there for like a little while, but I remember you working at Best Buy. I think I put in a good word for you. Thank you. I called some people. You're the best. I don't remember if I if it got through, but you got the job for I did. three seconds. And yeah, it was went. literally three weeks. But yeah, um, <laughs> I wanted to go to Oregon, but you know, all my friends were here, and yeah, it's like, a, that's a big move, like, especially that early on. It's kind of a big move. Yeah, I mean, because I was twenty twenty two mm-hmm. when they said, "Hey, you need to come to Oregon. You need to apply here because it'd be really cool." And um, you know, this dude had done work for Nike for Adidas. Oh, what? You know, so he really? he does a lot of. Um, if you can check out his art, yes, he's please. he does um, these gigantic uh, styrobots, or he's done them in the past, where he makes these hi- just enormous um, robots out right. of styrofoam. And he go like he's gone around the world doing these sculptures, and it's the coolest. What? And the dude's got a, you know he he's and he that's what he does is he just makes gigantic. He did a uh, at Sika in Winston. He did something a couple of years ago where he did. A Styrobot kind of exhibition. He also did a lot of his just really simple um, illustrations. He did, mm-hmm. and that was that really influenced a lot of what I did. You know, kind of my sophomore and junior year in school. Yeah, what I did to uh, just make these really, you know, just to kind of launch a brand. I guess that's cool. And what's his name? One more time for uh, um, me, my uh, Michael Salter. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's Michael Salter. Perfect. I need to I need to message him. Yes, that you do. Me. Was he bummed when you didn't want to go? No, I think he just kind of like okay. I, I, he probably understood. Yeah. yeah, he. I think he left my sophomore. He left the summer of my sophomore year to move to Oregon to take a job at the University of Oregon. Right. Uh, and then we had a guy named um, Bob Murray. No relation to Bill. Um, <laughs> that was a stupid joke. I'm sorry. Um, so he he came in and he was more of a kind of more of a classically trained. You know, he was a guy who who had done graphic design since before computers. You know, yeah. this guy. You know, he was doing photo manipulations, cutting them out, um, you know, burning burning them on the screens, um, doing screen halftones like the hard way instead of in Photoshop creating a screen halftone you click like three buttons and three menus and you have a screen halftone this guy was creating them and he brought in a lot of his illustrations like when he when he first as like introduction to the class he was bringing in all this stuff and and he did all these like medical illustrations and stuff that i had no interest in doing but it was just so it was really cool yeah he did these these really cool like um old car drawings um, that were really interesting. Again, I have no interest in doing that. And, but still, and like, I did it kind of time, but it was really cool because you saw, like, you know, this is a different, you know, and yeah, the, the cool thing way. with college was you, know, you had, you had, like, a classically trained um, painter right. um, who taught the painting classes, who taught the drawing. You had a an illustrator who taught drawing. He also taught photography. Um, you had... You know, multiple different 
um, associate professors. You know, one um, was a guy from Raleigh who specialized in just you know really odd sculptures and really odd kind of collaborative pieces. Yeah. Um, you know that that was the cool. It was getting exposed to to just different artists, different illustrators, different sculptors. Uh, it was really you know, really cool experience, and it was it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. That's really neat. And uh, one thing stuck out to me that you described that you took uh, was the branding. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's cool because I think we've I think we've interviewed a couple people from different schools around here, obviously, and I've never heard of that class, and that's. I think that's so important. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially when it comes to you being out of college and like trying to make it work for yourself. So, I mean, that's really you know when you look at graphic design now, and I've had people talk about it in the past, like you know, I said, graphic design is like a professional font finder, right? And he said, <laughs> not if you're using Helvetica. <laughs> I'm like, you keep using Helvetica, you do the you, same man. You do you, dog. Over and, and over again. I'm like you, but you know, branding was. And I still do that now, you know, when it yeah. comes to branding. You know, it's the the first project we did with branding, he said you gotta create a brand okay. and you have to build, you know, the the you know, the idea behind the brand. You have to put the statement. And I was you know, I, I still am a huge fan of nineties hip hop. Mm-hmm. And perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, you know, I did a brand called um Hype. Okay. Created and it kind of transitioned into I Heart Hype. And it was based on Public Enemy. Okay. Don't believe the hype. Okay. Perfect. And it wasn't political by you know by any any chance or any shade of a idea it was political. It, it wasn't political at all. But um, it, it kind of morphed into you know kind of a t-shirt brand that I I ran out of a shop on my parents' property. Um, <laughs> you know when when I when I got done with college. I was the typical kind of loner. You know, I lived with my parents for a couple of years until yeah. I got on my feet. And excuse me, that was gross. Um, <clears throat> but I I ran this out of the you know I ran this out of their shop. You know, I kept all my t-shirts and I I would create this t-shirt or this design with just like these weird illustrations I did. Um, and I would create. Um, all of my fonts, all of my like my word marks, all of my logos, I would create it using Tahoma, okay, not Helvetica. <laughs> um, so I use it with Tahoma because I love the way Tahoma flowed with, you know, and I, I love doing logos that that kind of mash up with each other and kind of you know reflect on different planes like the letters and stuff. Like the hype logo was. HY, and then it was like a square logo. The P was backwards, and it, the back of the P matched up with the back of the E. So it right. kind of did this cool little flow. And then bottom of the H kind of flowed in with the bottom of the P. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So I love doing stuff where, you know, the, the artwork flowed. And and it you know, it was very and, – and what they ingrained in me for branding was, you know, you should look at the design super small. And, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 point, you should blow it oh, up. Yeah, look at that. So, you, you know, you get – you get kind of yeah, I mean you get to you know, balance your and that's like my personal logo my my logo itself is is just my initials it's just K H yeah and it's just you know the it's an H with a diagonal line meeting where the the H meets going up to the top so yeah it's just something simple but it works it works good small works good large that's works cool. good in multiple colors you know that that's kind of where 
you know, what they said, you know, when you're doing your designs, when you're doing your branding, you want to make sure that it, it, it makes sense. You know, yeah. It looks good, smaller, looks good on a t-shirt, looks good on a billboard, a billboard yeah. you know, it looks good on just about anything. That's cool. And I've always wondered, like, even you'll see people who are maybe doing wall murals. So be like mm-hmm. referencing, like, you know, something very yeah. small and they kind of like, you know, just keep looking. Cause when that's, that's real. I didn't think about that at all when it comes to. But that's like, stuff. and you want it to be, you know, even if it's small, or even if it's large, you want it to be recognizable. Like when you see right. the swoosh, yeah. you know it's nice. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. When you see, you know, the the North Face logo, you know it's North Face. You know it's North Face. When you see, you know, you see different logos, you you know it's, you know it's that brand. That's perfect. And, you know, it's, and being, you know, I love being really smart when it comes to branding. Like, if you notice, I'm about to blow people's minds. Okay, do it. Next time you see the FedEx logo. Okay. Between the E and the X. Yes. It's an arrow. It is. Yes. So, you look at the Amazon logo. Okay. Oh, the little arrow underneath. Okay. You can get everything from A to Z on Amazon. You look at the logo, and the arrow goes from the A to the Z. <gasps> I didn't oh. realize that. Yeah. Oh my god! As soon as I found, I figured out that there was an arrow in the FedEx logo. Anytime I see the FedEx truck, I see the arrow. That's, what That's you the look at. first thing I see. I did not legitimately know first thing I ever see. That's nuts. Like, there's an arrow. That's perfect. That's so cool. I love and that. And it's smart. Like when you look at branding like that, you yeah. see, you see stuff that's just that you never would realize. Like, man, that's really smart. Like I never noticed there's an arrow pointing from A to Z on Amazon. The Amazon I had no clue. Now every time I look at Amazon, I'm gonna look at you're that. like, dude, A to Z, A to Z. Shout out to Mount Olive for teaching you how to. That's something that you're gonna use use now. Oh, I use mean, it now. I mean, it, it's, I, branding is so important. You know. Oh yeah. That's so cool. And cool. Let's just jump in. Let's jump into your illustrations now. Your so style. Um, did, has it changed drastically oh, since yeah. you've? Okay, awesome. Yeah, maybe describe. That. I'll like, answer that really quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> um, obviously, right now you're drawing like, which is I think is amazing. Um, I guess they're known fig, known characters, but like in your own like awesome yeah, like so, superheroes and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I've I'm a huge Marvel Comics fan. Yeah, I have been. Since my very first Jim Lee X Men number one, the the gatefold cover that had the X Men fighting Magneto on it, that mm-hmm. was my first comic. Like my parents gave me, and you know, to this day, like I'm a huge. I still read comics to this day. I have a stack on my desk at work that you know, that's <laughs> from that months and months and months. Dude, it's like it's probably thirty comics, you know, deep yeah. of comics that I need to read. Right, and you know, it, it's. You know, I that's what I take a lot of my influence from, and you know, just finding illustrators on the Instagram that I, you know, that I enjoy their work. Um, right. That's where I found people like Jake Parker. Okay. Um, Are they also well draw a lot of comic stuff or just? Well, they do. Um, you know, the a lot of my illustrations now, like you said, are kind of you know, I love doing in my own style, like characters. You know, yeah. I love, and even when it comes to like my personal characters, you know, I come up with just weird little characters and I come up with these cool little, um, ideas for characters and stories. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge, um, fantasy and, you know, kind of, um, sci-fi, well, not necessarily sci-fi, but kind of a, 
a nerd like know, that. Yeah. My my wife calls me a nerd, so I mean, I, nerds are I'm cool with term, it. I think I'm cool with it. Your husband embraces. He's a nerd, Rachel. Yes, and they're, they're, um, and they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. But um, but yeah, it um, I take a lot of like um, I just do a lot of just simplified characters. Yeah, but it's um, it's cool. Like back to the branding thing, I can tell whenever I see it, like I know it's yours. Yeah, I mean, and you know, like you can see these characters. You know, you're like, oh, that's Rocket Raccoon, or exactly, that's the oh, other. That's Rick and Morty, or that's you know, the Transformers. All these different, yeah, Optimus oh, that's, Prime. That's Optimus Prime. So you see, you know, yeah, you know who the characters are based on you know your experience and what you've you know, had with them. Like you know, that's. Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle who loves pizza. Yeah, you, exactly. you get to see stuff like you know, you know that because you've you know you grew up on it and you, you're influenced by it, you know, right? Regardless of you actually you know being a fan of it or not, you know you can know that that's a Ninja Turtle. No matter that's true. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're you've seen that years ago and yeah. throughout time, so you know what it is. But like, yeah, I mean that's you know that's the cool thing with you know with and I guess it's technically branding. When you're looking at you know different characters being created, and you're looking at different things that are you know that are recognizable, so you know you know you know what the Autobot symbol looks like, you know what the Decepticons look like, so um, you know you get the you know, and that's just where and that's just what I'm influenced by. You know, my I love comics. You know, I love um, I love stuff like Lord of the Rings. You know, I, I you know I'm a bigger fan of the Hobbit, but okay. um, fair enough, but, the Hobbit's know, awesome. But you know, I'm I'm influenced by by a lot of fantasy, influenced by a lot of stuff like that, and um, you know, I love you know just doing cool stuff like that, and and um, you know, what? getting prints. I got my yeah. first art prints today. Oh, do yeah for your show this weekend? Yeah, for for the con, we're still yeah, like a gallery show kind of thing. Yeah, um, but I got my I picked up my first prints today, and I was just like, man. This is cool. Did like you? I, did I you, haven't. It's been a long time since I got my own art printed, dude. And I was, I'm super you stoked, like, uh, dude. I used to, you know, when I would get like t-shirts printed, yeah. First thing I'd do is I, you know, if I was still sitting in the print shop, shout out to Machine Gun Graphics in yeah. Winston Salem. Oh yeah, shout out to that. Uh, Kyle Woodall has done most, if not all, of my t-shirt printing. Mm-hmm. You know, from when I was a designer to bands i was in um to bands that i've worked with i'm like you've got to go to these guys you know this dude is is legit and he would always do these designs and i would i would say hey man i'm gonna go pick it up you know i want to come pick it up at your shop before this this would whatever is that day. cool and i could come by and pick it up and i'd be like dude this is awesome that's Give awesome high five and how crazy is it to have your stuff like on shirts and stuff oh dude it's and it's probably so surreal it really is i mean and it's also really surreal when people are into it. Yeah. Like, when you do a design and people, you know, I still, I think for years, I I sold, so, I made so many t-shirts, and I shouldn't have made some, as many t-shirts as I did, because <laughs> I wasted a lot of money. There's still a lot of t-shirts I have in storage. Um, but I would see people, they're like, dude, I found your t-shirt at, at Goodwill. I was like, I have, I have arrived. Like my t-shirts are yeah. now being thrifted. Like that's, I feel, I feel like that's cool. I feel like I have, you know, arrived as a shirt designer. It's true. And I have, like, I saw this random kid when I was working at Best Buy, walking around, and um, I made this hype look, this hype shirt that had, uh, it's a jungle out there, and it had like all these, um, these vectorized like, you know jungle animals it had like a panther on it had a toucan had a had all these cool animals on it and i saw him just wandering around best buy and i was like 
dude, where'd you get, get that, that shirt? shirt? Yeah. I said, oh, my sister got it for me, and she worked there. I was like, where'd you get that shirt? She's like, oh, I found it at Goodwill. And I went. I was like, that's, I made that. So I was kind of angry at the person who gave it up. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean. But, hey, I had their money, so yeah. I was fine. But I say, so, I mean, I'm after fine. you buy it, like, whatever you do want to do with it, that's, no, that's like, it's just it. your problem. But, I got your support anyway, yeah. so that's fine. So, other than, I mean, for these drawings that you're mostly doing of the known figures, um, the known cartoons and stuff, is that mostly for you, or are people, you know, kind of wanting that out of you? Or you just, what, what, I mean, it's it's kind of where, you know, I think that's where my niche should be when it comes to art. Okay. Because, you know, if you look at a lot of these, you know, I, I, when it comes to, you know, illustrators, you know, a lot of people are looking at, you know, they just click on hashtags on Instagram now, and they find that's favorite true. artists. I mean, that's what I do. That's, yeah. You know, that's probably what people do for photography, too. So you, you probably experience, you know, an influx of, you know, when you post new stuff and have a hashtag on it, you know, that's, you know, you have kind of this influx. And, and another influx I had was taking my Instagram profile from private to public. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it was public to private because I was getting so many just random, yeah. like, naked chicks trying to add me as, like, a spam, spam account. Spam, yeah. And that was a thing for a while. It was just so crazy, and I was. I, my wife said, "Oh, you need to, you need to turn that to private, and you won't have that." And I turned it from public to private to win a contest or something for like a free T-shirt, just yeah. something, something stupid. And um, you know, I just see like all these random illustrators add me now. Like this dude from Germany added me a couple of weeks ago, and that's awesome. Um, you know, actually, the funny thing was I saw. Some random illustrator from Greensboro added me, yeah. and I noticed she posted something about the the convention we're doing this weekend, or she's doing. I went, well, I mean, it's more. I'm of, doing that same convention. Yeah. She's like, oh, really cool, and you That's know, she's awesome. kind of like on the map. She's kind of like up the way from me, but you know, it was definitely cool to kind of connect with somebody before that. Yeah, um, and you know, I, I've you know, the biggest thing for me is I just follow a bunch of illustrators if I like them. You know, I like their style. You know, I'll you know like their style that's perfect so cool let's go to social media i mean obviously social media is a is a powerhouse dude social media has changed yeah like legitimately changed the game like i used myspace for years dude, for yes for promoting i heart hype and i had like you know the top eight and then you figured <laughs> out you could do the top 10 then you top figured out all this cool stuff yeah and then um you know, you would add so many like different bands on on there, and they would see like, oh man, I want some free t- you know, free t shirts. Will you sponsor the band? And if I liked the band, I would say yeah, yeah like- man. Or if it was a, like a band that I met through a band that I sponsored, you know, I just give them free t shirts. They wear them on stage. You know, yeah. free promotion. That'll get you some you know, I'd sell you know, I'd sell their merch and mine at the same time. You know, for them. You know, just traveling around the state and just doing different things. That's know. awesome. Selling selling merch in, in bowling alleys and oh gosh, uh, holy big crap! Venues and little hole in the walls and do the best places as long as you're dude, making I, your money, huh? As long as you're making your money, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I want to say I made money, but you probably gave a lot I, of it dude, away. I, I'll, yeah, I mean you, you lose a lot of money when you when you get into anything self promotion. You get into yeah. you want to promote yourself, so you, you say, "Hey, well, I'll give this to you for free," or like, "If you, you, I'll give you this design for free." Yeah, give me some some. And, you know, but there's bands out there and people out there who you do designs for, and you're like, "Hey, you know, self promote me or do this," and they don't give you anything. Like yeah. they just they just you know give you the stiff arm and 
But it'll thank you. Shoot you in the door. Oh, dude, that's just a part of the journey. Yeah. Preaching to the choir here. And you would think, like, and you've been in it for 10 years, you think you would know, like, you know, when somebody's just, you know. Pulling your leg. Yeah, I mean, just pulling your chain, and they're like, hey, man, I gave you some free promotion. You give me a free design. Yeah. But. I can't. That's like a nightmare. I deal with that. Almost on a weekly basis. Oh, it's basis. probably worse for you. I mean, oh, you're gosh. like, oh look, you, I want to take you take my picture. Yeah, for whatever. I've, I, I just, I think I showed Jacob this other day. A guy, I won't, obviously, I'm gonna say his name, but um, he is a creative like me and you, and he definitely tried to uh, offer me pizza for a photo God, session of his program. Yeah, I was very taken aback by that. It was very crazy. You know, I, I feel like I jumped back a couple of years That's and I was like, and, did that and just it's happen? Not just, it's not just creatives. It's people like, you know, it's like hairstylists. Yeah. Like, like my, my wife gets it Oh, too. I bet she gets it all the time. She gets it too. And, you know, and and I always, you know, and, and it's not just that, you know, like with with my job now, they're like, oh, man, you do this, you know, you, you, you know, work on projectors and you replace lamps and you look at TVs and wiring all day. Like, Why don't you do this for me? I'm like, no. Like, absolutely not. I'm not doing it for free. No. And that's one thing I want to stress in this podcast. I'm probably going to bring this for, won't be the last time you hear this, <laughs> but if you support people and you or you say you support people, then support them financially. Oh, absolutely. You know? Like that's I mean, that's that's a big thing in this industry is that we want to keep doing it. We can't do it for free. Our supplies aren't free. Our time is not free. So. I mean, we we want to. Oh, yeah. That's a good way. That's but probably a better way to do we it. We want to, it. but we shouldn't. Exactly. You know, and you shouldn't. That and that shouldn't be the first thing that comes to mind. Like when you, I don't know. I guess just see, see our stuff. I mean, trades are cool. Trades happen all the time. You know, if you oh, yeah. if you're into that, that's fine. But that shouldn't be your first go to when you're wanting some work done. Yeah, like the payment that I've gotten the most from bands um, is. Oh, you do a design for us, I'll give you the shirt for free. Exactly. I'm just like I'm still waiting on shirts from uh, like five years ago. Exactly. Like it doesn't you know, it's it's not conducive to my like my work life environment. Right. That you are like, Hey, I'll give you a free T shirt. I have plenty of T shirts. Yes. So I don't want yeah, that. if Thank I really you. want a T shirt from you, I'll but, I'll come to a show. You support me, I'll support you. Exactly. So, all the time. It's like, dude, just come into you, you know, I'll come to your show, you know, I'll I'll you buy all the merch from you. Yeah. Um, just, just, yeah. just throw it back we at you. we got to help each other. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, you know, creative, you know, whether it's bands, whether it's artists, photographers, you know, wh- what have you, we got to support each other because we're all in it, you know, for the, it, you know, the same purpose. We're in it for passion. We're in it because we love what we do. Yeah. And if we, if, if you don't have support, you don't have that support system. Like, that's the only reason why, you know, I do the stuff I do now is because, you know, I have, you know, and it's not everybody supports me. It's, you know, the, the few people who, who, you know, still like you're doing a good job, like keep it up, you know, you're, you know, you just need to keep on keeping on. Yeah. And, and you'll see, you know, artists illustrated all the time now. I mean, they do, you know, with the, the onset of like Twitch and Instagram yeah. live and yeah. Facebook, like you see all these artists now that are doing, you know, live broadcasts of different things and they're doing a lot of cool stuff. It's so awesome. I mean, you get to see the process and you get to see, you know, instead of you know, a million people saying, well, how'd you do that? They actually get to see you, you do know, it. drawing. It's cool and, you say that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, that's definitely something, you know, social media is, you know, it's, it's good and bad. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. It's a very, mm, it is very good. Bad. It can be very toxic, but also it's, it's, obviously it gets you a lot of business. It's a very fickle kind of platform when yeah. it comes to, when it comes to, you know, promoting yourself and, and, 
you know, doing your own art. You know, it's it's yeah. definitely you know, if you do it correctly, you can you know, make a killing. Exactly. So it's it's that's perfect. It's good and bad. Cool. Let's jump back to some some of your commissions. Um, do you get commissions mm-hmm. from time to time? So yeah, describe maybe your the creative process that you use or have to when you're kind of completing these commissions. Well, um, you know, whether it's commissions or designs, you know, it all starts out um, as cheesy as it sounds as an idea. Okay. Um, Very true. But, Very true. you know, it starts out as an idea, starts out as a concept. Um, you know, it normally starts out from, you know, from the very beginning, like the, you know, the onset of doing a design is, excuse me, yeah. I had chicken thighs for dinner and <laughs> got a little indigestion. Um, it's not fair. So, I was going to bring pizza, but <gasps> sorry. I well, owe, had pizza today. I owe you, if you guys give me free stuff, I'll give you free pizza. <laughs> I love that. Um, Thank you for sliding that in there. Segue. I was hoping That's you a would. a good segue. So back to the process. So f- the process for me, and it's different for different artists. You know, it's right. different for, you know, depending on what you do, it's completely different. But normally starts out as an idea. You know, the concept kind of morphs into thumbnails. Um, you know, from thumbnails kind of gets into, um, like for me, I'm working on a print of Link from Legend of Zelda. Yes. So, you know, it starts out as a small, you know, super small thumbnail, you know, you know, with just a bunch of, you know, a bunch of thumbnails on a sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. From there, it actually goes into trying to figure out, maybe I should do a, you know, a larger version of it, take it from larger version. And... Yeah, I'm kind of old school when it comes to, you know, design and illustration. So I'm, I'm, I'm more bigger fan of like the analog work, you know, yeah. the analog stuff, you know, pen and paper. Pen and paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's other illustrators out there that, that start digital mm-hmm. and then go. To paper? You go to paper. paper. Oh, interesting. Um, Jake Parker is one of them, one of my favorite illustrators. He mm-hmm. goes from, from a digital on a Cintiq in Photoshop. He mm-hmm. actually does all of his illustrations in like a super, like a really light red print. He takes that, inks it, colors it, scans it back in. And I mean, it's a it's a really interesting process. Said, that sounds very tedious. I never would have found out about that process until he started doing live videos. Oh, so, Twitch. Uh, he doesn't do Facebook? Twitch. He does Instagram and Facebook. That's so cool. Um, Eric Canete is another um, illustrator. Uh, worked for Marvel, DC. Um, he does a lot of commission stuff, and he actually does most, if not all, of his streaming on Twitch. Right. So probably gets paid for, I guess. Oh yeah, dude, I mean, that would be the dream. I mean, making a making a, a you know living out of designs, illustration. You, you know, it's kind of like the the dream of everybody yeah. but you know it's not for everybody because you know yeah. I love I love what I do at A&T I love the the job that I that we do I love the work that we do um I love the freedom I have and yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world you know I'm doing illustration and design on the side you know my my full-time job supports you know what I do on the side exactly so which is kind of, kind of safety net yeah but back to the back to kind of the process yeah um, so from, you know, from pen and paper, scan it in, uh, vectorize it. Um, is that a real word? Vectorize? I know it. Vector. Oh, yes. Let's make it a word for this. Vectorize. For this, for this segment. Graphic designers <laughs> will know what I'm talking about. Uh, or illustrators know what I'm talking about. So take it from, from pen and paper to something like Illustrator or, um, Photoshop. 
take it from there. Um, you know, like with my the current prints I did, um, I did these um, color halftones behind it. So I did these pixelated color halftones as my background. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, it's just layering different pieces. I would copy, you know, my, my actual art layer. Okay. Um, control J if you're using a Mac. Um, or right-click if you use the PC. Um, but I would take a color halftone of that, take the opacity down, kind of mess around with the halftones, whether it was you know, four, whether it was six, whether it was eight mm-hmm. um, channels on the color halftone, um, and just play around with the colors. Yeah, uh, It's really process for me now. Process for me in the past was still the same. You know, pen and paper first, scan it in, um, do a vector drawing of it, once I have a vector drawing of it, I can make it as big, as small as, as you I want. want. Yeah. I can, you know, I can manipulate it. I can add color. You know, I can do different things. I can select an individual line, create a color with it. I can, you know, as long as the, you know, the shape was, you know, solid, I could create a different fill with it. Um, you know, that was using uh, Illustrator's predecessor. We're well, not necessarily predecessor, but um, was using Freehand MX. Yeah. Um, you know, that was when I first started in school, and I, I still use that until probably six years ago. Oh, wow. And then I started doing stuff in Photoshop. Um, but I was, you know, I was doing it on the cheap. I was doing uh, Photoshop um, elements. Dude, yes. I was using Photoshop. And so then I cool. started, and then I, the bad thing was I started getting stuff printed. I did a shirt for, um, for my old band Beacons. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was like, why are my words fuzzy? They look bad. <laughs> they look terrible. That design looks terrible. And then I realized that, um, I didn't rasterize my type before I sent it to the printer. Oh no! And that's like the the big like no no for people who do illustrations or graphic design is you know rasterizing type and rasterizing layers now um, is kind of the crazy thing with with design and that's it's like part of the you know, it's ingrained in my in my mind now it's just you know you know control click and I have to rasterize a layer create a smart object you know there, there's so many so many different things you have to do in in these programs that are I didn't have to do before because everything was what already rasterized itself mm-hmm. in other programs. And then when I went over to the creative cloud was, you know, it's, it's taken a little bit getting used to because for years I was, I was so out of practice. Yeah. You weren't doing it. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I was working all the time, yeah. you know, playing a band or, or I, this is before I played in a band, but you know, I wasn't doing any work. So I would go home, play call of duty, it is. you know, <laughs> till the wee hours in the morning and go to sleep. Of course, this was, this was before, you know, this is single life. This is roommate life. <laughs> and, you know, we'd play Call of Duty till the wee hours. Called, you know, we'd play it on live, yeah. on Xbox Live. And we would, you know, I didn't do, although I had, you know, my my setup, you know, my desk, had my computer, had everything kind of set up, you know, to work. I never really did a lot of work. Uh, when, you know, probably after I left Best Buy the first time, I just got so busy. I was working like two jobs, yeah, working like three jobs. Yeah, time for it. Yeah, you know, just and now like my work life balance is kind of it's kind of even. Yeah, which is so I get to good. do work. I get to go home. Like today, I, I took half a day. Um, had to take the dog to the vet. Adult yeah. stuff and fun stuff. Yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> and uh, so I had to go in and um, you know, I I colored. I had twenty of these drawings. I did you know hand hand did these drawings for the the convention this weekend and um i 
you know, trace you know, trace them. Yeah, you know, my tool now, my favorite tool now is my light pad. Ooh, um, okay. I love my light pad. If you if you're a, an illustrator and you don't have a light pad, Amazon has these cool little light pads for super cheap. What is a light pad? Um, it's just a light table. Okay. Yeah, you know, is gotcha. that's all it is. This is a little LED one. Yeah. It's like super thin. Um, I can throw it in my book bag. Go trace anywhere as long as I have USB power. That's it's, awesome. It's so you great. can like just set it up wherever and just. Do your yeah, so I take like my you know like my roughs I've done after I ink them, and, you know, throw them on my you know, throw them on my light pad, take my my marker paper, um, and I just trace it like I, I I'm doing a, a Rick and Morty illustration right now and oh yes, um, so I, I just took you know I had a it was probably like a six by nine size drawing I did mm-hmm. and I took it on a copier and I shrunk it down seventy eight percent. And I took that, and it fit perfectly on a five by seven, yeah. you know, illustration. So from there, it was, and I'm just mass producing these drawings. Yeah, I'm too cheap to get them printed. You know, I just spent like, you know, however much money on on, the, on these on these cool prints. Yeah, but you know, the hand stuff, you know, the hand drawn stuff is is just as cool as the prints yeah, because for, you oh get God, to see, definitely. like, you know, there's an illustration I was coloring today and. I don't have very good light in our living room now. We just moved to a new or a new old house, mm-hmm. um, and you know the, the plugs in the house. It's such an old house. The plugs are like so far away over, from each yeah, other. So we have these really dim lights that we use um, in our living room, and I'm sitting there trying to color it, and it's a yellow light bulb, and I'm using a yellow marker, so the colors are all out yeah. of the lines. Oh, yeah. So it looked like I don't know how to color. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, and I just started doing like these, and I, I would just purposely color out of the line so you know it's you know an individually drawn drawing. Yeah. Plus they're individually numbered and signed and that's whatever awesome. else. So, um, but when I get home, I'm, I'll probably do some more, um, some more of those and yeah, and you know, just you know I I think I went to bed at like twelve thirty last night. Oh, they went to work. And, oh. uh, well, I mean it's not bad. I went to bed at twelve thirty. Um, I slept on like a foot and a half of bed because my wife sleeps like a starfish. <laughs> um, she's gonna get you for saying that. Well, she she knows it. So. She's not gonna do anything. Oh, she probably will. Yeah, she's she'll, probably gonna give it. To she'll she, pre- she'll be mad. She's gonna elbow you in the face. I love her. <laughs> um, but you know, I went to bed at twelve thirty. Okay. Got it for work at you know six forty five. At work until you know twelve. Came home, worked on the drawings, um, and then I'll you know after I got back home from the vet, I did more drawings and you know this it's like a week of prep for this this convention. It's just and I forgot how much you know before it was you know I had a bunch of t-shirts. I had my shirt display. You know through my you know I folded my shirts. I had them on the display so I could just open up this case and put them on the table. Yeah, and make it easy. And now it's just I've got to figure out if I'm going to hang the art. I got to figure out if I'm going to put it on the table. Oh gosh. I got to figure out how I'm going to decorate the that. table. I got to yeah. figure out if I'm going to need a tablecloth. And you know it's 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 a lot stuff of you think about. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff and you know but you know it's you know like other artists now have these have the little pull up. Banner signs. That's it. Um, I was like, maybe I should get a bullet banner sign. And I saw how much they were, and I said, maybe I shouldn't. I'm gonna not wait. Yet. I'm gonna wait. You're yeah, gonna, not yet. You're gonna get there. But um, you know, it's you know, it's just put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, is if 
you know, anyone, any creative person or anybody who wants to do anything is just put yourself out there and do it. Yeah, you have to. Um, is the is the piece of advice I could give anybody. It's just, you know. That's perfect. I mean, it's like how you started with retired. You're just like, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to start shooting. I really, I, I don't, I don't see it. It's very no secret to it. I mean, that's how it is. It, you know, you know? Like any, any band, you know, you put yourself out there, you start playing, you know, you put yourself out there, you want to play a show. Um, so that, that's kind of where you get, you know, exposure. It's just putting yourself out there. Yeah. See know. what happens. If it works, you know, fantastic. If it doesn't, it doesn't you know, reevaluate and go for it. Yeah, sure. Heck yeah. And also you come to your inspiration. You mentioned two people who inspire you. Uh, Jake, you said was one? Jake Parker. And there was another one. Um, well, Eric Canetti didn't really influence me as much. He's just a cool illustrator. Okay, gotcha. Probably, you know, Jake Parker, he does a lot of, he does a lot of the live videos mm-hmm. um, when it comes to his, um, and he does a lot of, he started out as a commercial illustrator. He's done a lot of um, children's books. He's yeah. done a lot of. He's working on. Uh, he did a line of um, Rocket Raccoon when they first released. Mm-hmm. You know, when the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out, he did a a line of those. Uh, he has his own um, graphic novel coming out. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I maybe one day I'll get there when yeah. it comes to you know once I I kind of build this and I and I love world building which is what he does when he comes when he, he creates these stories like he he starts with a, a general idea of what he wants to create and then you know he has a character here a character there and and that's kind of you know when I'm not doodling you know superheroes and what have you you know I, I cre- you know just try and figure out if I want to do that yeah you know, if I want to create a, a new world want to create different things and you know it's that's perfect. It's just cool little things like that that I I really enjoy doing. Yeah, obviously you can. The world's at your fingertips with illustration. You can do literally. Oh yeah. Almost whatever you want. Oh so yeah. That's, that's perfect. Are there any other people who stick out to you? On I guess as inspirations. Mm. Other than the early the early inspiration for me, uh, Jacob Bannon from Converge. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's huge. Jacob um, was, like, yeah, that's, dude, yeah that's not it. not <laughs> just not just. <laughs> art but music too like oh yeah all over um for sure um yeah <laughs> um yeah um illustrator tattoo artist dave quiggle um, okay uh, from california um he's just has a really simple really clean design style okay um invisible creatures another design studio um the guys do a lot of work for um like tooth and nail records solid state they do a lot of stuff like that's that. that's huge that's awesome um they also do, um, they've done a lot of design work for, or not a lot, but they've done some design work for Disney Pixar and they've done some stuff That's huge. and they do some, they do a lot of really cool, um, a lot of really cool ideas. Um, uh, Brandon Reich from a band called Dead Poetic. Of course. Um, back okay. in the day, love Dead Poetic. <laughs> New yeah. Medicines was my jam. Whoop. Um, he is another illustrator, um, or another, another graphic designer, um, who kind of influenced me like early on. Yeah. Um, gosh. And, you know, comic artists like, uh, Jim Lee, not a, not a, you know, he kind of influenced me. I was like, dude, I love comic books. (laughs) I want to draw like him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jim Lee, Tom McFarlane, um, of course, a lot of illustrators. Um, Russell, uh, Donnerman now, uh, illustrates, um, the mighty Thor. 
for Marvel. Okay. Um, one of my favorite comics out there. If you check it out, please do yourself a favor. Check it out. Um, illustrator now, I love uh, Andrew McLean. He does Headlopper for Image Comics. Yeah. I sound like a, like a comic book geek now. No, you're good. I mean, dude, this, is, this, is all cool. are, this is all new to me. Andrew McLean um, was influenced by Mike Mignola, who did Hellboy. Oh, wow. That's cool. I love Mike Mignola's work. Um, and, you know, gosh, yeah, that that's... Yeah. I'm sure there's it's fun. There's, oh, there's there's a there, ton more. It's endless. I mean, you I'll, you're treating yeah, like on the ride home. I'll think I'm like, oh, I should have said that name. Talk to this person. That's cool though. I mean, but, I love that. But yeah, I mean, like mixed media from from Jacob Bannon is huge. Um, he does a lot of you know a lot of graphic design too. Yeah. Uh, of course, Converge influence. Just, Converge. Um, Converge's Jane Doe got me through like my first big breakup when I was in. I think like college. Hell yeah. Got me through my first like big breakup. Yeah. And still to this day, like, you know, I need you to be the hope of hearts who lost true love. <laughs> you know, it hits me right here. But Dude, you know, yes, that's awesome. Hardcore music influenced me a lot when I was when I was in high yeah, school. Yeah, I was wondering if that kind of, oh, yeah. you, you musically you were oh, very absolutely. musically inclined, so I'm sure that influenced your drama as well. My first C D that kind of that kind of made me want to do graphic design or maybe want to do anything design related. Um, Undros, um, when the sun sleeps, change the art. Yeah. And the thing with that is you'd see like the artists in there. And I think the art, the, the group I looked it up before I came was the halo group and no clue the halo group was. And I started looking them up and you, know, you they see did other, that cover of changing time. Uh, change No. Uh, yeah. When sun the sleeps. sun sleeps, yeah. they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did um, Chris McCadden was in a band called Embodiment, mm-hmm. and he did the art for um, for their Only Chasing Safety. Oh, and cool. then when they re-released it, Jacob Bannon did like a remix of the art of that album um, of that album. I had no clue like, about that. That's you know, like crazy. Chris McCadden did that like s- like like super sterile, you know, that super up close, um, you know. Surgical mask the on, face. yeah, like yep. the, the 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 face mask. Yeah, and then Jacob Bannon went in and and redid the album art, redid all that other stuff, and you know bands like Under Oath and POD and yeah. you know you know Pax Two Seventeen, shout out to Pax Two Seventeen. They yeah. won't hear this, but shout out to them. <laughs> but a lot of those, you know, you would just see like the the bands in the liner notes. You know, I had a, I still have a huge collection of all the the CD books, like from that, because I love all the art. Now, you know, I'd see, you know, Invisible Creature. Before they were Invisible Creature, I can't remember what they were called, uh, but they did a lot of the art for those. You know, like the kid who grew up in church, like your first introduction into heavy music. And I remember playing Under Oath when we played Marvel vs. Capcom. My friend Michael, we would play. Um, when the sun sleeps, we'd play the change in the times. Like the the second track on that record was a minute and fifty two seconds, mm-hmm. and you could beat the crap out of each other in Marvel versus Capcom, the very first one on PlayStation. Dude, yes, for a minute fifty two seconds, almost exactly, and you could beat the crap out of each other, and then one of you would win at the end. That's freaking Dude, awesome. Dude, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Like being able to see, you know, and you know, hardcore music, like I said, influenced me. It still influenced. I, I still. I mean, listen to hardcore music. Yeah, you know, for sure. I still, I jammed um, Converges, The Dusk in Us. Did, you, see, did you check that, Rick? Dude. Oh, yeah. Holy Jacob crap. got me. Yeah. 
he gets me very uh, updated on converged stuff. <laughs> and like you know, that's you know how I met my wife was through was through music and through bands. Yeah, and um, you know that I you know have a lot of the people that I know, like Jacob. I met through through music. I met you yeah, through music for sure. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of the clients that I have are people that I've known for years that are in bands now. Um, it's cool that it comes for full circle. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it, really it really does come full circle. It's crazy how and and I see people and people I, people I work with, people you know that I know through church, people I know through through work. You know, I see a lot of the people. I'm like, how do you know? Like our vet today said. I recognize you from somewhere. And I said, you know, maybe it was Best Buy, maybe it was Camcorder, maybe it was, you know, but, you know, it's it's such a small world, like, legitimately small world, like, the big shock for me was um, my grandmother and my wife's grandmother grew up together. Whoa. And they went to the same church. And you know, it's like, man, it's a small world. Like, how do how do you know that person? I'm like, that is insane. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know you knew them. And like, you know, it's it's you know, small world moment. You know, of the day was when you know just figuring out you know people from different places through music and stuff. So but that's freaking that's that's so wild. I love that. But yeah, well, that's so much information. That was so much. That was so cool. Hardcore yeah. and. Families going going together and all that kind of stuff. Well, cool. So, what do you where do you want to end up with all this? Like, what's the end goal? Can we do this, do this just to still love what I do. Yeah. You know, whether it's you know I you know with the cre with the the characters that I've created, stories I've written. You know, whether you know I create I do something with that. You know, digitally I have a physical copy of you know of art I do or you know different things. You know, with my art, you know, I just love what I do now. Yeah. You know, whether it's going to a convention, selling stuff, hanging out with people, yeah. you know, who, you know, who are just as weird as I am and who who love the same things that I love. Yeah, it's you know. perfect. And then I get to go home to, you know, a wonderful wife and I, you know, I get to work a great job. You yeah, know, that you, that you, you know, enjoy. It's, you know, it's one of those things like you're sitting there going, man, this is, you know, this is a life. That's cool. This that's, that's. That's a great place to be, you know. I mean, as long as you're right, enjoying right what you do. Yeah, that's a, that you should know, be your end goal. It, you know, we were talking um, with with a guy that I just met earlier today, and he said, so what do you do? And I told him what I do, and he's like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I was like, man, I'm living the dream. Yeah. That's and, a great, that really is, honestly, it's a great he, place to be. And um, the, the guy said, well, where's this dream? I want to live it too. And, and another guy kind of poked up from the background, and he's like, the dream is whatever you make it. Yeah. Just like some, you know, like yeah. something you would hear very kind of shouted through a microphone yeah. a hardcore, you know, from a hardcore band. Kind of the like, dream is what you make it. Dude, <laughs> yes. He just freaking just went back on that. Just, Beacon should have did that. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure we did something he totally crazy. Did. I you know, respect your parents or something insane like that. I'm sure respect people around you. I'm sure Andrew or somebody yelled out something crazy while sure. we were playing. Freaking <laughs> redid or something. <laughs> That's cool, dude. So like, so as far as maybe like freelancing full time and that stuff, nothing, none of that interests you really. Just as long as I just do. like doing freelance. Yeah, and yeah, cool. freelance is for me. And it's like not for everybody. Yeah. Um, 
you know, if you make a full time job out of graphic design, working for a firm, you know, and you yeah. and you love doing it, yeah, and and you are still doing it, you know, ten years from now, and you still love it, keep doing it, yeah. Um, you know, freelance is for me. It fits in with my schedule. Fits in with my. It helps me with that work life balance. Is the is the big thing for me? Is you know, I don't want to take away from our you know from family, yeah, family and friends. You know, by being holed up in a little studio. You know, with my my Copic markers and you know my Micron sitting here coloring stuff all day. I don't yeah. want to do that. You know, I want to be able to spend time. At the end of the day, you know, personally, I just I want to be able to spend time with you know the people I care about. You know, instead of you know working my butt off. Yeah, just like sweating your butt off of freelance and all day, or working on somewhere. You yeah, I mean, it's, and it's not for everybody. You know, freelance. Yeah. You know, it's I haven't made much money out of freelance, but then again, I haven't done a lot of freelance work in the last couple of years. You know, yeah. when I was still in college. I was doing it every week. I was doing yeah. it almost every day. So you know, now you know, I you know make my money working a full time job, doing something on the side, and doing keeps it fun side. anyways. I, I I definitely appreciate having. And it you there. you get to pick and choose thing. your projects too. Like, Very that's the true. Thing. Like I love that. You know, you, you don't have you know you have you have to start this project, and you have this long to complete it. Mm-hmm. You know, now I just work on the project when I can, and you just communicate with the client and say, hey, you know, something came up at work. I'll get it to you. You know, get the work to you. You know, I'll get you the digital copies. Yeah. After I get the payment, first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pay him first. Then mow me the payment, and then we'll be good. I'll yes. send you the files. I'll send you, you know, high res everything, and so perfect. Get your payment first. Yes, before it's you send the for final people files. Coming up. Get and your payments. And don't first. under under um, value yourself either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, know, you you're, you know, you're. Only as good as your skills, and the the more you practice, the more you do. You know, you you do a lot of different things. You do your designs. You know, you do different. You put yourself out there. The more successful you'll be. Yeah, and obviously you've given some awesome advice throughout, as far as putting yourself out there and being true to yourself, and you know, loving what you do. Is there anything else you want to tell some up and comings? Um, keep on keeping on. Yeah, I know it sounds cheesy, but you know the. The more time you pour into, you know, training and you know, learning your craft. I mean, it goes to anything in life. Is yeah. the more time you put in to learning and you know, and mastering your craft, um, you know, the better you'll be. You yeah. know, that's that's, that's just, true. I mean, yeah. it's it really is that simple. And, and you I'm, still and keep your keep your yourself open to learning new things. For sure, like, never keep. I never. The you know, I always. You know, thought, you know, I would never want to learn, you know, how to do typography. I would never want to do, you know, creating you know, logos with letters. Yeah. And that's what I, I love doing. Yeah. So. Dude, that's perfect. Thank you. This has been awesome. Where can we find you on the interwebs? Um, Instagram.com slash Kevin X Harden. Right. Uh, it's Harden with an I. Yes. Okay. Um, perfect. I'm on Behance. Uh, mm-hmm. um, net slash Kevin Sean Harden. Right. Um, S-E-A-N-H-A-R-D-I-N. Um, working on a website right now. Cool. Um, throwing some illustrations up. Um, that's about it. Perfect. Is there an email? We should, if you want to get some commissions. Um, you can either email me on my personal email. It'll probably get lost in spam. Um, or you can also email me at kevinxharden at gmail.com. Perfect. We're actually going to write this all out in the description. Yeah, anyway, I mean, it's, so it's, it's just, it's, you know, I, I use that 
Speaking of which, I need to check it. <laughs> yeah, um, you should actually see if you get some money in there. Wait, yeah, wait. if you see, if you, get, you get a Venmo payment. <laughs> but um, other than that, you know, the normal stuff. Perfect. You know, if you search me on Facebook, you can find me. The Kevin Harden. Um, you'll find a a banner I haven't changed in seven years of pizza. <laughs> so I love pizza. Shout out to um, pizza. Shout out, shout out to pizza. Yes. Um, but. That's about it, man. Dude, perfect. Thank you. This has all been so good. And shout out to Mount Olive. Shout like, that branding thing is really cool. Shout I'm sure out. a lot of schools do that that I just don't know about, but yeah, I, I, mean, I haven't heard that yet, so that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, branding, you know, and it's how you, you brand yourself and market yourself is is very important. Yeah. You know, if you, if you do it carefully, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll, you'll go a long way. Perfect. Well, thank you. And this has been another episode of the Free Pizza Podcast. Peace out.